Who knew in the moment? The premise of the show is that as you're living your life, very rarely do you realize the magnitude of a moment while it's happening. However, in hindsight, we can see all of the pivotal moments that led to where we're at. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Knew in the Moment the podcast. I'm your host, Phil Friedrich, and today I am honored to have Melissa Ann Pollock with me. She is an actress and model and former Miss West Virginia uh, competitor mm-hmm. and winner and excited to highlight her story. So Melissa Ann, thanks so much for being on today. Thank you for having me, Phil. Yes. So growing up, uh, you had a love for dancing and posing as a kiddo. But you also had a little bit of a health concern growing up and had to wear a brace. So talk a little bit about those younger years and enjoying the dancing, posing, but also the uh, the injury. Right. Yeah, I was very active from a young age. Yeah, the dancing, all that. Um, always posing in front of the camera. But yeah, but when I was in like, I want to say sixth, seventh grade, um, we had a school nurse come and like check us out for scoliosis. So I had scoliosis and it was like, you know, seventh grade when, when that happened actually. And so I had to, uh, wear a Milwaukee brace, which was, you know, it was really hard on my self-esteem, everything at that time in my life, because I was always so, you know, out there with dancing, cheerleading, anything you could think of and you know I'm just from a small town in West Virginia so (laughs) so yeah it was uh it was a pretty hard time um but I made the best of it yeah now I I think about that and you know at that age having something that you can hang your hat on like a dancing right uh whatever it is is so important to our self-esteem and to have that either taken away or, you know, kind of reduced can be tough. So talk a little bit about having confidence uh, early on, even when something like that was taken away from you. Right. Uh, well, like I said, in middle school, I wasn't quite as confident. However, I tried to do the best I could. I would push it to the side. Like I said, I still competed. I was in cheerleading. I was in dancing. I was, uh, you know, on the Charleston ballet. I was a ballerina. I would do anything I could to actually take the brace off. <laughs> so meaning that I, if I had these extracurricular activities, I could take it off. Right. Yeah. So, um, but no, it, it, you know, I still didn't have the confidence where I am today, of course, but that definitely made me humble and it just, you know, put everything in life in perspective at that point, but it also guided me, you know, to a, a great direction and I wanted more and, and knew that I could like set high goals and make things happen. But yeah, no, in, in middle school, it definitely, I mean, even, you know, anybody in middle school, you know, it's like it's sort of awkward kind of time. So for me, having to wear that back brace and everything, and, you know, it was very abstruse, you know, it was like up to your chin and, you know, down and, and I would wear my clothes over it. But yeah, I know I never, I still had friends. I was, you know, I feel like I was socially, you know, accepted and that kind of thing. But I mean, I had a few moments where it was really rough. But um, like I said, I had support of my family and my friends and, and I've always been a goal getter. So, you know, it just, uh, it helped, it helped catapult me up. (laughs) Yeah. Now, speaking of go getting in high school, you get the opportunity to start doing some different modeling um, shoots and whatnot. So talk a little bit about how you got into the modeling world. 
Yeah. Okay. My, well, my first modeling was yeah in high school. I was selected to be on the teen board actually, and uh, participated in you know shows and that kind of thing. So actually, I was in a store, and the owner of the store saw me, and then he urged me to apply. He was like, "Oh, we have a teen board," so I did do that, and that's where I was like, "Oh yeah, I like this. This is really cool," you know. So that's sort of how I got started. Was in uh, high school. Yeah. with uh, being on the team board. And then after that, I just, um, I got hooked up with a few, you know, agents and, you know, it was before all the social media and everything. <laughs> so, I mean, I had, you know, a great career with, you know, fast with doing a runway, doing commercials, doing um, also like a commercial photography for different, you know, whether it was kitchen and bath or spas or something like that. So yeah, I started that at about 18. Yeah. Now, as you're going through high school, you end up deciding that you want to go to to college and you want to be on the dance team. So Marshall is where you head. So talk a little bit about making that decision and uh, getting to dance at Marshall. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that actually, you know, made me go in that direction too. Like I, I still was in school because I was doing like, pre-nursing kind of things or medical lab and ended up switching. But yeah, I, I tried out, made it for on the dance team at Marshall University. And I participated on that for about a year. And I used all my dancing skills I'd had because I had been a dancer since I was like nine. Yeah. Uh, been in all different from jazz, tap, ballet. And then, like I said, I did the Charleston Ballet. Um, uh, so that was fun. It did, it was more of the like, you know, current music, the pop music, and it was fun. I got a lot of national attention then, you know, we had, um, uh, and it was like a big year for them. So yeah, it was fun. And we would travel and go to away games and had a lot of camaraderie, met a lot of great people. So yeah, I enjoyed that time in my life. Yeah. Now something with dance and I mean, almost any sport, but I think especially dance is it takes a lot of dedication because it's attention to detail. It's mastering very small and minute things because it makes a big difference. So talk a little bit about learning those skills and having that attention to detail. And then maybe, you know, how that's parlayed into your life later on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just like you said, like focusing and just every move is, you know, I mean, you have to be right on spot on and timing is everything. Well, timing is everything in life too. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, but no, I mean, it's just um, everything and dancing goes along with anything else in your life. I mean, and for me, that was just like focus, you focus, you learn the skill and you do the best you can. And, and you take, you take it to the highest level that you can possibly, or, you know, your desires are because everybody has different desires. Yep. And I feel like I did a good job at taking it to, you know, the level that I, I felt comfortable with because I went more towards the modeling route after, you know, that had ended because I not only was on the Marshall University team, but I actually cheered for a semi-pro team because because we didn't have a pro team like, you know, the Lakers or something, you know, because I'm from West Virginia, we didn't have any. So I was, I, it was the next best thing. It was called the Gunners Cheerleaders. And so I did that and I got a lot of national attention with, we were on ESPN and I did a lot of traveling with that as well. So 
Yeah, so it's just a lot of dedication, hard work, and it just sets you, catapults you again for the rest of your life with those goals and those uh, aspirations. Absolutely. So you're starting to take a couple of the pieces of your upbringing, your passions, and you bring them together when we get into the competition world. So talk a little bit about how you decided to uh, get into the world of pageantry and competition there. Yeah, well, uh, my first pageant, I want to say, yeah, I was at Marshall and I was in, uh, I was this little Miss Thermal Regatta. It was like I could win $4,000 towards my nursing degree or something. So I was like, well, that's cool. So I applied for that and and I actually was in that and uh, got selected. And so, you know, that helped with my nursing career. So I liked that. And then I just took it to the next level, was in Miss West Virginia, um, and then Mrs. West Virginia as well. I, I won like three different things. So and went to the nationals at all three. Uh, for the Mrs. West Virginia National, I won second runner up in all the United States. And that one was held in Vegas. Yes. And we won't talk about the year right now, but yeah. <laughs> But, but like I said, it's before social media. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, now, when it comes to that, you know, the world of pageantry is so difficult because you're highly scrutinized, right? I mean, you're, well, we we'll, won't we'll say high, scrutinized, but maybe evaluated, right? They evaluate you in a very uh, in-depth level. And I think that that could have the ability to derail confidence if we weren't confident yet so maybe talk a little bit about you know that part of pageantry but also you know growing your confidence and maybe where it came from in those younger years like we talked about to where it was at that point well first of all yeah for the uh, for pageantry yeah wearing the brace actually helped me because as the posture thing right because it really helped me with my posture for modeling and for the uh for pageantry but yeah no i mean uh the pageantry it just um you have to have self-discipline i never took it too seriously mm. that's the thing i mean you know there's a lot you know i've competed with a lot of people that just it's just they took it too seriously <laughs> for me i mean i take it serious i mean i'm dedicated i get in the best shape that i ever could get in i prepare with all the interview questions and I'm ready to take the stage. You know, I'm yeah. not saying that at all, but it's like, it's, you know, it's hit or miss if you're going to win or not. I mean, it's, you know, in the, in the hands of six different judges that have all different backgrounds. And one day you may win and the next day you may be fifth or yeah. top 12 or whatever. So I, I, that's what I mean. Why I never took it so seriously that, you know, that it, derailed my confidence and everything I would just pick back up and, and go again I mean I was in a couple little things where I would get like oh second runner up or you know like top 12 before you know I did actually win but um but yeah no I mean I, I think it's I mean it's all how you look at look at it I I think that um as long as you don't take it like you look at it as a growing experience because it's not like no one can be a pageant winner and actually do that for the rest of your life. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, you have to look at it as a growing learning camaraderie with other women and learning from different parts of the country and, and life. So 
like I said, I never took, I, I took it serious, but I never took myself so serious where I would be like, oh, you know, if I don't win this, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not going to ever do anything else. And, you know, some people give up. You can't ever give up. You got to continue to keep going towards your goals. Yeah. Now, somebody listening right now is saying, gosh, I've got this goal, but I've been really working at it. I've been chugging at it. And I just feel like it's time to pivot away. What would be, you know, your motivation to them if they are in that moment, right? How do they get back on the horse tomorrow, one more day and see if they can make more progress towards that goal? I just think you have to take baby steps. Mm. I think depends on, you know, I mean, yeah, your personality. I'm, I always say this, I'm a Leo, so I'm like very goal driven. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I've been like that since I was a little kid. My mom was always like, where'd she come from? You know, I mean, cause like I, I knew from a young age that, you know, I wanted to be more and I wanted to be, but everyone has goals and dreams. I just yeah. think that you have to take it one step at a time. We may have setbacks and, you know, I mean, people fight with depression or other, other things that come in their lives or circumstantial things. But I think Never give up on yourself, though. Mm. It doesn't matter your age either. I mean, yeah. I was in the business at, at young, like, you know, at 18, 17. And then, you know, now I'm older and middle age. So it's like, you know, and, but I'm still doing things that I love. And it's actually, I get, I you know, I've had a few magazine covers and all this. And I'm like, it's actually, you know, people aren't looking at it as a negative to be middle age anymore, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. You can be like a goal and like be an inspiration. And that's what I want to be. I want to be inspirational to, you know, to the younger teens and 20 year olds. So they know that they don't have to give up and that they can continue to do work on their goals, whatever that is. Yeah, that's great. So as you're kind of finishing up with the pageantry run, um, you start working in the the bridal business in the the wedding world. So talk a little bit about that business and getting started there. Okay, yeah. Well, I actually I had a little stint where I actually worked uh, uh, with um, a radio station. Okay, and and I did like a couple um, shows and that kind of thing. So they knew my background and everything. So they had me produce all these, you know, bridal shows. And it was like, you know, super 102 bridal shows, you know? And so, you know, it was a lot of pressure, but I did, I did it well. And it was like, you know, um, everyone from everywhere in West Virginia would come. It's because I was from Charleston, the capital. And we would, you know, I had, uh, I selected the models. It got everything in order, the whole production and uh, the show. So yeah. It was, it was a really good experience and yeah. And so I took my history of what I've, I've done. So I basically taught the girls uh, how to talk and then we did a bridal fashion show for potential brides. So it was cool. And I, and after that, I also worked with Barbas and I was an instructor for them and worked for the malls where I would do fashion shows and I would MC and instruct the girls for, you know, different aspects of hair, makeup, confidence, and then uh, etiquette, and to also walk and talk. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I say, yeah, it's all, you know what the funny thing is, is my life, yeah, dancing is not, you know, like the whole beauty industry that I've been in. 
but it all sort of goes together with uh goals so and with you know it all has blended and got me to where i am today you know yeah well and (laughs) i think that's super important because oftentimes i feel like we learn something in one facet of our life and we forget that the lessons that we're learning and the skills that we're building translate over into many other areas of our life and i think what you just mentioned is that's exactly true, right? What you were learning in dance, attention to detail, um, good form, whatever it is, that helps carry right. over into pageantry. Not directly, but there are some parts of it that end up helping us uh, there. So maybe do talk about the skill set and how that helps us uh, accomplish goals, even in other areas that aren't directly correlated mm-hmm. to where we had been. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it does. It's just you take anything, just like we're talking about all the things I've done, the dancing and the, the dedication and everything. You can put that in anything, whether it's, you know, being you want to you want to be an entrepreneur or a CEO of a company. Well, then you take your many steps to get there. Right. I yeah. mean, you can't be a, a CEO like that. I mean, you're going to have to like have knowledge. You're going to have to go to school, get your basics down. I mean, there's steps and everything. And I think that's the problem sometimes with people. They think that you can go from here to here without in-between steps. So therefore, I'm here to say, yeah, you've got to take some steps. It's hard work. It's not sometimes people like, oh, you've done so much and this and that. It's it's my it's my inner spirit. It's my it's trying to to always have those little goals and those little stepping towards and going up, going up, going up. I'm still going up. And it's like, I'm middle-aged and I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I still have a lot left of me. Are you kidding me? So it's like, you know, I still have my goals, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing that I love about what you just said is oftentimes we see where someone was and we see where they end up and we forget that there's all these progressions in between. The important thing to know is that we're all going to go through those progressions, but we can control how quickly we go through those, right? If if I'm on the third step and I get knocked down back to step two, some people will sit on step two for a very long time before they're willing to take the the next leap to step three. Other people say, crap, I got knocked down from step three (laughs) to step two. I better get to step three as quickly as possible. And so they can progress through that even quicker. Exactly. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, there's definitely steps in life. So, yeah. So as your time in West Virginia is going on, eventually you decide, you know what, it's time to head to the opposite side of the U.S. <laughs> so t- talk a little bit about the catalyst Gosh. to to leave West Virginia. And, you know, that's probably pretty difficult in regards to, you know, if family is there, friends there, and you're you know moving to a new area. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about why the move and, uh, you know, maybe the difficulty of leaving what we know to go to something that's maybe a little bit less known. Right. And I feel like at the time of my life, at the time, it was back in 2010 when I moved here. And I, I mean, like I said, I had sort of done everything I could possibly, you know, in West Virginia with, you know, my maxing out because I've already, I already had done pageants and the modeling and everything. And I actually had like a 16 month calendar where, um, I had that and it actually benefited the West Virginia Veterans Association. That was back in 2010. And uh, so I was doing, you know, all that. And like, I, I felt like I needed 
to expand anymore. That's what I said, keep growing, keep moving. Mm -hmm. When my brother lived in San Diego, and so I ended up, um, you know, getting like a part-time job with modeling, um, doing model, like speak, model spokesperson, right? So yeah. I was skincare and different things like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to move. I mean, I had went through a divorce. I had three little kids and I just did it. I, I just moved to San Diego and tried to get them as just as I could. And their father, their father ended up coming and working like an hour away. So we had a big plan. It was, it was all good. Um, but then, and we also had the, a bigger plan of my parents were getting ready to retire. So they ended up moving out here. Now, granted, my mom's one of eight kids and my dad, one of five. Um, I have family all on the East Coast. So it's like, it's a little different just to have my mom and dad now, my brother, my sister-in-law, and my two nephews, and of course, my three kids. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's fun. I do miss them. You know, I miss my family because it was a big one. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I do have my immediate family here and that keeps me going. And, and yeah, they knew that, you know, I just, I wanted to expand everything and, and I've done exactly what I set out to do. I started with doing things like that, you know, just some spokes model kind of things. And then um, I had done commercials in the past and, and had postcards in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and, you know, the calendars, you know, the commercial. And I was on a billboard in uh, in Vegas, on the way to Vegas. My kids actually saw it. They're like, they, they were like, they weren't with me. And they were like, oh, look, there's mom, you know, <laughs> so it was sort of cool. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I've, I've been, I've fought hard and I've done everything on my own pretty much since I've been to California. Yeah. And, so, and then so, I moved to Temecula, which is in between San Diego and LA, LA which was yeah. good because I could still travel. It's like hour, an hour and a half to LA, an hour to San Diego. And it's a really good position to be in to work, you know, to work here and to work and to be able to go for the business part as well, being in the biz. So, yeah. Absolutely. Now, I think for a lot of people, you know, they have aspirations to do something and they find it hard enough to do it where they're at with the connections they do have. And here mm -hmm. you are going to um, the entire opposite side of the country. I mean, <laughs> you, you may have known someone other than your brother, but minimal, you know, network there. And yet you're right. to start creating a network and connection. So talk a little bit about, you know, cultivating relationships in a spot where you're brand new to, you're fresh to, and how you did that. Right. Well, like I said, I mean, it started with the whole modeling. I was networking too, but it was in San Diego. And I realized San Diego wasn't going to be the place that I needed to be. I needed to be like closer to Los Angeles if I wanted, you know, to pursue more for anything with, you know, any commercials, movies, whatever, modeling. So yeah, I just networked through through that and met uh, several people. Then for a while, I was a, a publisher for Renaissance Publishing Company. And I met some people through that as well, um, uh, publishing books and stuff. But uh, uh, and then I met a few people in Orange County, LA, just 
just, you know, there's like just a few people here, a few people there. And my network just, you know, kept growing and yeah. And so I ended up being in some fashion shows in Orange County and yeah, so it's, it's doing well. Everything's great. (laughs) Yes, that's great. Now, as you're doing that, um, eventually you you get to start starring in some movies. So talk a little bit about uh, being in the film side of it. I'm sure that's a little bit different than the modeling side and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And also uh, meeting Brandy, our, our mutual connection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the past, like I said, I've done commercials um, uh, when I was in West Virginia, yeah. but I had never done any commercials here. So I was doing the modeling and, and things. So, but um, yeah, I just had, uh, you know, Brandy Roderick, she's, you know, one of my best friends and we both live here in the same area guy, uh, actually a manager of the Mexican restaurant sort of put us together. We're like, Oh my gosh, you guys are so much alike. And you're, you know, you're in the biz, that kind of thing. And then we had a lot in common. So we've had a great friendship over the years, supported each other. And so, yeah, uh, she, she, uh, actually starred in the movie. It was Ace and the Christmas Miracle. It was just released last year. I have a supporting role. Um, yeah. And I was, um, a housewife, you know, like a glam girl, celebrity housewife with my dog, which I don't know where my dog is right now. I have a little Maltese and she's so cute, but, uh, but yeah, that was my first experience and it was, it was great. I loved it. So I don't want, I want to continue to do this and grow with it. And I have a few things that, um, I'll be working on this year in 2023. So I'm excited about that. That's amazing. So on the production side and being in movies versus, you know, the modeling and the commercials, what was the toughest transition to be able to start, you know, mastering that piece of it, uh, versus what you had been doing? Um, well, I mean, I guess with anything, you know, with commercials, it's just just a, a few lines, not too many. I guess the whole memorization of like, you know, like even for my role, I had like seven, eight pages to read, right? Yeah. So and to memorize and like and get the the right inflections and all that kind of stuff. So just the whole transition with all that. Now being in front of the camera, I don't have an issue with that at all, based on my history. Yeah. Um, any of that was fine, but but I did really well. I mean, that's what they even the director uh, they were like, oh my gosh, you did so great. This is your first one. I can't believe it. So yeah, I memorized everything. I didn't have to have anybody help me. So it was perfect. <laughs> so probably, probably memorizing the seven or whatever I said, seven pages. <laughs> yes. And that was just for the supporting role. But um, actually uh, for 2023, I'm going to have a lead role. So it'll be even more. So that's going to up my game, you know, to the next level. It's actually going to be like a comedy. So I'm excited about that. How amazing. Now, mm-hmm. I know another popular show that you had been on was The Gown and Out, Beverly Hills. Talk a little bit about how that came to be and uh, kind of your role there and what that's looked like for you. Oh, yeah. And Paul and, uh, and Patrick uh, Simpson, they, yeah, they have uh, Gown and Out in Beverly Hills. We, I was at one of their fashion events, like Fashion 88. I was there with Adrian Maloof, which was on a former housewife of Beverly Hills and several other celebrities. It was a red carpet event. 
And so they actually filmed during that time uh, us when we were socializing and, you know, having a red carpet with a, a big, a big event. So that's really what it was. It was like yeah. a reality show. Yep. So, and I had had a friendship with them. I had known them for a long time and yeah. So um, that's how I, I got on there. <laughs> so it was just, it was basically, it was actually real. I mean, reality, you know, yeah. it was actually at the event. Yeah. Now, something that I think has clearly been true in your life, and it's interesting to just hear you talk about it, is the more we say yes to things, that just opens doors for us, right? Um, if we're putting ourselves out there, we can have these connections, we can meet people, we can see what doors can come from that. So, you know, to somebody listening right now who's maybe, you know, wanting to step into a different area or they're hoping to get into a new avenue, you know, talk to about saying yes and putting yourself out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't be shy about it. You just got to do it. You know, I mean, and I know it's easier for some people than others to just do it. Yeah. But, um, but just if you can just like push yourself a little bit and get you, you know, and, and like you said, say yes to opportunity. I mean, not everything uh, will be perfect, but it's like everything is a learning experience and growth. So that's with me. I mean, you know, I, I've been very blessed and I feel like, um, you know, God is a, I'm a believer and yeah. I, believe, I believe he's blessed me. I'm just a little girl from West Virginia that, that is in California, you know, that's been in, you know, a nationwide movie and continuing to grow and was a model. And I mean, he's just blessed me my whole life and with three beautiful kids. And yeah, I, I, I just feel very blessed. Absolutely. Now, I also think, you know, for some people, we grow up in households or in environments where we aren't able to maybe see what's possible or we can see what's possible because we see other people doing it, but we don't believe that that could be us. So for you, you know, as you reflect back and think back to, yeah, the little girl growing up in West Virginia now growing or, you know, living in California, being in movies, being on billboards, having your kids see it. <laughs> Yeah. Where, where does that kind of come from for you is, you know, that belief of, hey, what what's possible? What's out there? And then pursuing that. Yeah. Uh, like I said, for me personally, I just knew when I was a little girl, I mean, I just I knew I just wanted to to be more and be bigger. And and I had, you know, passion and desire for everything I did, whatever I did, I worked worked hard and made it happen. Yeah. no matter what that was. And I, I've been like that since I was a kid. I always, I tell this story. Um, my mom just laughs. Sometimes I, so I said, she's like, what child are you? Because I've always like been out there and, you know, in the social media now and everything. But, but when I was younger, my brother, and I'll never forget for Thanksgiving, we made uh, decorations for the elementary school. So he did camo and he ended up being, you know, with, he's working uh, for the Navy or whatever. And, yeah. and on uh, uh, Point Loma and then, and mine was like glitzy glam Turkey, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's when I was like a tiny kid. And she goes, you know what? That right there just shows you that is what my brother and I both, you know, aspire yeah. to be. It's like as a kid anyway. So I think, you have to, whatever that is, whether it's being in, you know, the business or a model, all this, or just, you know, you know, like my brother being 
in the military and being, a, you know, a manager and all what he does, you know, it doesn't have to be just in the business. It's like whatever. I mean, we're, we're from humble beginnings and, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm from West Virginia. I mean, I was just a girl with big dreams and I just tried to make him happen. Yes. So, and you're and I, I think for everyone else, same thing. It's like, just, you know, I mean, I, I didn't have uh, fancy things or anything like that. I mean, I was, like I said, I was my, my mom, my dad was a blue collar worker uh, trucker, you know, my mom stayed home to take care of us. Yeah. I lived, uh, you know, very humbly. We got our first house, like when I was like in sixth grade, I want to say like a house house, yeah. we had, you know, been in trailers, that kind of thing. So that's why I'm saying, I mean, it doesn't matter your finances, all that it's what's inside. It's mm. what's inside. And I think even being that way, and then when you have more, you appreciate it even more. Absolutely. Now, I would imagine at some point in your life, and it could be before you moved to California, or it could be before and after, there were people that said, Lisa, what are you thinking? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, and sometimes those people are even people that are close to us. And I think mm -hmm. oftentimes, in in their mind they're trying to protect us from failure they're protecting us from getting hurt right whatever you want to call it but in reality they're trying it what ends up happening is oftentimes it limits what we believe we're capable of so for you were there any folks in your life that said what are you doing what are you thinking that you had to kind of overcome their comments yeah i'm sitting here trying to think um I've never, I mean, I've always had support. Like I said, my mom, especially uh, I probably closer to my mom's family. I love my dad's family too, yeah. but probably closer to my mom's family. Everyone, my mom, my family always supports everyone at what they do. So no, I've always had support. I mean, there might be some like, uh, I don't know, talking behind my back. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but it's like, or, you know, for example, like I, I want to say like one time I had an article out and it was in West Virginia. They misquoted me, which that happens in the media all the time. And I've never said anything, you know, that is against West Virginia or anything. I totally, I love the people there. I'm always very supportive of them and just outgrowing what I was doing doesn't mean I outgrew the people. I love right. the people. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So maybe at one point there was maybe people that thought that, but it's, it, you know, but that's not the case. Or, yeah. oh, I will tell you this, not, not family, but, but I remember, yeah, there was like, uh, people when I did the the 16 month calendar had little kids at the time and they're like oh I can't believe she would do that and I mean people were talking about me and like and I had very tasteful bathing suits they I mean yeah bikinis and some one one pieces but nothing you know crazy and and it was like oh wow you know because it's more conservative right yeah but, um, but anyway, but I just never let any, I call them the naysayers. I never worry about that. I just move on and, and go about my business and do what I know I, I'm meant to do and meant to be. So, 
Absolutely. Well, Melissa, are there any other pivotal moments that you kind of reflect back on your story that you'd like to highlight or, you know, kind of those who knew moments that you'd like to highlight for us? Uh, I guess the highlights for me would be um, just, like I said, I want, I want to be an inspiration to the younger generation for women. I mean, for girls yeah. Um, it's just so hard for them now because I didn't live with the social media and the scrutiny and every little thing. It was like, I just, I did what I was going to do, took my pictures, did my catwalks, did whatever. And it would be like in the paper or like a, somebody writing it up, you know, or something like that. Yeah. It was nothing like it is now. I just think it's a lot of pressure. And I think that um, they need to, and I just want to, leave an impression with um with the younger girls that they can always have goals and they can reach them no matter where they are in life what background they're from what state they're from or which country or whatever but just yeah. to always have that fire and that passion and just to you know go for their dreams that's awesome i love it <laughs> I love it. Well, Melissa, thanks so much for sharing your story and excited to uh, see what the movie in 2023 brings and uh, movies into the future. Yeah, me too. Well, thanks for having me.